All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Samantha Irby's third collection of essays, Wow, No Thank You, is out now. And as New York Times book reviewer Parul Segal wrote in the title, wrote that the title is, quote, as fitting a response to 2020 as I can imagine. If you need a way to process all that's going on, let Sam Irby be your hilarious guide. She writes about money, marriage, anxiety, chronic illness, aging nostalgia, lust, Instagram lifestyle envy, all in her honest, straight-up style. Wow, No Thank You is Irby's third essay collection, following Meaty and We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. I'm very glad she can join us now from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. Let's talk about that title, Wow, No Thank You. Um, Why did you name your collection this? Let's just start there. It's easy. Uh, I think that's maybe a guiding principle uh, in my life is uh, I say no thank you to a lot of things. <laughs> um, I didn't realize, I, I don't think any of us realized how bad 2020 was going to be coming into it, but I'm glad we called the book that because it fits, because truly like no thank you to everything that has happened so far this year. I'm going to ask you to read a bit from the first essay in the collection. The first one we experience when we open up, wow, no thank you. Thank you. It's called Into the Gross. Would you mind? Not at all. Okay. Into the Gross. I live for a glamorous lifestyle blog featuring some gorgeous ingenue with piles of secret wealth that she never divulges to the unsuspecting slobs on the other side of the screen. How does she afford $300 eye cream if her job is listed as freelance editor? And why is it tossed so casually on her nightstand like she wouldn't cry if she lost it? I want to admire her floating through a bright and clean apartment in photos so beautiful and overexposed that it hurts your ugly, regular person eyes to look at them as she describes the minutia of her daily routines but all the cat dander clouding my eyes makes it difficult. Maybe I should try alkaline water, I murmur to myself as I squint through the unidentifiable goo dried on my phone screen, making a mental note to look up what adaptogens are after I search for the cheapest gratitude journal on Amazon. Wow, she got that skin just from vitamins, I sigh, taking a sip of a warm grape crush I opened either three hours or three days ago. I subscribe to so many of these blogs and newsletters, I can't even tell them apart. Partly, I'm curious about the stuff people buy. Oh, I am not curious. I am actually obsessed. And if I pee at your house, I will make note of the hand soap you use and immediately copy you if it's fancier than mine, but in an admiring way, not a single white female way, I promise. But it's most, but mostly it's just straight up awe because I love stuff so much and I want to know how people get to be so pretty and chic. I buy a lot of face washes from targeted Instagram ads, but no one cares about what I use 
probably because I have chin whiskers. Plus, if a hip photographer with cool shoes came to my home, the cats would definitely bite her, and we don't have a single glamorous white wall to use as a backdrop. Even if we did, would anyone be interested in pictures of my stacks of discounted K-Beauty face masks from Big Lots? No. Still, being featured on a stylish lifestyle blog is my biggest secret dream, and because I am too disgusting to ever be asked in real life, I want to tell you how mine would go. I like to wake up naturally, gripped by a heart-pounding panic as the sun slices through my eyelids at noon when it is perfectly aligned with my bedroom windows. I wince against the sun's garish rays, a sick feeling spreading through me. It dawns on me that I have already wasted an entire day. Again. I grimace loudly as I slide off the bed and feel around blindly with my toes for the orthopedic flip-flops I keep close enough to find without my glasses on. Sure, I probably could shuffle to the bathroom, gripping every flat surface I come into contact with along the way, but who are we kidding? I desperately need the arch support. I have to pee since I've been horizontal for several hours and all the fluid on my legs has pulled backward, uh, upward, what is physiology, into my bladder. Then I grope through all the bottles in the medicine cabinet until I find the one that feels like a leaf. I get the liquid gel capsules because they look more sciency and futuristic, and after fumbling with the arthritis cap, I get one lodged in my esophagus, despite the fact that I have dislocated my neck, desperately lapping at lukewarm faucet water as it slips through my cupped fingers to wash it down. It crosses my mind that I should just stagger back to my room and get in bed and try again tomorrow, but guilt. So I return to the toilet instead. My kegel muscles no longer hold urine in like they used to and will myself to just turn the shower on, turn it on, just turn it on. You can do it. Turn it on. I risk shattering my phone in the sink trying to queue up a podcast, probably Who Weekly or The Read, which I listen to because they're both very popular and entertaining. But also, if I turn the volume all the way up, it helps to drown out the noise of my washing. I consider doing a single one of the approximately 96 beauty treatments littering the vanity and erupting out of the plastic shoeboxes I hide them from my wife in, but I already drank a tablespoon of water, so what else is there to even to do? That was Samantha Irby reading from WOW. No, thank you. Sam, how do you decide what to write about? Um, I, two, I have two things that I write about. One, if something embarrassing happens to me, then I'm like, okay, that's going in. I mean, unless it's so bad that I like can't stop crying about it <laughs> long enough to make it funny. <laughs> so either something embarrassing happens and I'm like, perfect, let's share that. Or if there's a thing that I have been thinking about that I feel like a lot of other people maybe think about, like uh, beauty blogs that make you feel bad about your house and skin, then if I can figure out a way to talk about it uh, in a way that'll make me laugh and make other people laugh, then then I do that. So I try to do some universal things um, that I feel other people might be humiliated by as well, or specific things that have happened to me that I can turn into a joke. 
Yeah, when you're reading this, or at least when I was reading this, there's a lot of Sam get out of my head as I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whenever people say like they can relate to my stuff, I'm like, oh man. I'm no. sorry that you too are suffering. No, it's good. Life. It's like, no, okay, it's good, good to have company. Okay, good. <laughs> so okay, nice. good. good. You know, you have, a, for anybody who hadn't heard you before, read you before, now after hearing you, realizes you have a real style. You have a certain style and a certain voice. Uh, when did you realize that you had developed a style? And, you know, when you're someone who has a style, there's always going to be somebody there to tell you there's something wrong with it, that you're too extra or something. Um. One, how how do you not flinch on that? <laughs> um, well, I so realizing I had a style, I blogged for a long time, and truly, it was just like stream of consciousness. You know, whatever I could, whatever I could write to make myself laugh, that's what I would write. And then I just kind of ease that into a more structured book form. It's essentially like blogging with paragraphs and a copy editor um and like people who don't i understand that everything is not for everybody and so i don't try to convince anyone who's like oh that's not for me i'm like yeah it's not (laughs) it's not (laughs) it reaches the people it reaches i mean if you want to read like highbrow literary stuff i commend you i can't read so i don't read anything like that (laughs) but the people who like respond to this kind of stream of consciousness um jokes on jokes on jokes i mean it works it works for my audience and the people who don't like it are very vocal um and that's okay they don't they don't have to i can't i can't convert anyone who doesn't want to be converted my guest is Samantha Irby. The name of her new collection is Wow, No Thank You. You have an essay that's titled Money, 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 Dollar Sign, Dollar Sign, Dollar Sign. Uh, and, you know, and you think about where you started your career. You write, you live between periods of functional homelessness to where you are now, where people saying to you, aren't you rich now? You pick up the check. And you say, and first of all, no, my books cost, and I don't, I don't know, $10. How is the way you think about money and how's the way you think about money changed now that you're at a successful place in life? Um, I, I didn't, there were a lot of things like growing up with no money that you don't understand. Like I didn't know how to pay freelance taxes, which um, the IRS was like, hey girl. Uh, and I learned that the, <laughs> the hard way. So I think, I mean, there no unless you hit the lottery or like invent something that many people want which is not a capability i have it's just everybody is just kind of like struggling at a different level so it's like the more you get the more things you have to pay for and the more taxes you have to pay on it so i think my understanding of money is that even when you are like the way it's changed is that even when you get a little you just have to give more of it up which is fine because i love roads and schools so great take it uh but i wish like in high school i had had a class that was like here's what to do if you get a 1099 like don't just throw it away because you don't recognize it (laughs) in in the book there's uh uh, an essay about when you went to hollywood and mm-hmm. how you began working on Shrill as a writer on Shrill, which is on Hulu. It's Lindy West's uh, program, friend of the mm-hmm. show, Lindy West. 
And you struggle with imposter syndrome. You write about this. At what point did you really, during that, that experience, realize, you know what, I have the talent and skill to be here? Uh, never. <laughs> you still have? Uh, no. I, no, I don't think, yeah, no. I feel like I lucked, I mean, I lucked into that and did a good job. Um, and that was it. Like, I do not feel like I mastered, like, I would never call myself a TV writer or like brag about having done it i feel like oh i did that thing and i didn't mess it up so good good for me i don't but you know. have one and of the most critical wait but you have one of the most critically acclaimed and written about episodes on that first season of shrill the pool party episode thank you for saying that but well, yeah i i don't know like you know, I don't have, like, an Emmy I can go, like, cradle to, like, prove to myself that I did a good job. I mean, I have some, like, old articles I can click through. I don't know. I just, because, like, my regular life is still regular, you know, because I came home mm. to Michigan to my, like, crumbling farmhouse um, that with the inefficient heat. It's, like, my life hasn't changed enough to feel like I'm not an imposter. You know what I mean? I do, but mm, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, you, uh, you wrote this essay, We Are Never Meeting in, in We Are Never Meeting in Real Life, called A Case for Remaining Indoors, which has really taken on a new significance now. I mean, you detail many of the reasons why staying in is your jam, including your space, your rules, TV's your boyfriend, not having to be in close proximity to very sweaty people at outdoor concerts. Those are your words. How does that essay feel for you now? I mean, I feel like Miss Cleo or something. I, I am, I have been training my whole life for being stuck inside and entertaining myself. And it's terrible that this is the reason why we're all inside. But I feel like, you know, you see people like on Twitter all day who are like losing it because they can't go outside. And I am totally fine um so i don't know i feel like maybe i should like start a psychic line or something because i predicted that this was coming and was fully prepared piece of advice for people who are having a hard time inside given that you are an expert um watch tv truly don't force yourself to be productive the name of her collection of essays is Wow, No Thank You. Samantha Irby, thank you for making time today. Thank you for having me. This was great. All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.